Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. I am extremely excited tonight to have our guest coming on, which is going to be the amazing hard rock band, Art of Dying. And we are going to bring them on in a moment. I'm waiting for uh, Johnny Herring- Herrington, sorry, Hetherington, to call in, who is the lead singer as well as guitarist uh, for the band. So while we're waiting for him to call in, uh, everyone, please create a Blog Talk Radio account if you are currently in the chat room or if you would like to listen in tonight. And also, if you want to call in and ask questions, please dial 805-243-1320. All that information is also available in the chat room. So if you have any questions, you can refer to the chat room. Or again, you can call in tonight. And we would love to hear from you. And you can ask uh, the band some questions. So I want to start the show out, as I always do, to just give a brief introduction for anyone new who is tuning in tonight for the first time. I launched the show almost a year ago. It'll be a year anniversary, the end of this March, and the show has just been going extremely well, and I'm just so thankful to all the amazing guests and listeners that I have had on the show and that have been a part of the show. Um, I launched it with the concept to really bring a forum to bring people on in the entertainment industry. They could be comedians, authors, musicians, to really just help people get their names out there and spread who they are to the masses. Um, I personally have worked very hard in everything I've done in my life, and I wanted to create this forum to bring people on and help support them. Um, What I'd also like to mention, too, with the show is a little bit of my background, uh, just so people can get a a flavor and a feel for why I decided to do this type of radio show. Um, I have my doctorate degree in clinical psychology. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist, and I work in the field of clinical and forensic psychology as well as I feel that my background applies uh, and fits very well with the entertainment industry, as I'm sure the guys tonight will be able to talk about some uh, interesting and uh, crazy stories that they've encountered over their journey as musicians. And I really, again, I just really love interviewing people. I'm also a singer-songwriter, and I have a full-length album out as a solo artist, um, and that's available if anyone's interested on iTunes under Carrie Edelman. And finally, another thing that I also do is I do some writing for magazines where I combine psychological concepts along with advertising and marketing. I'm really intrigued by the media, the entertainment industry per se. So, again, I like to really combine all of my uh, different backgrounds uh, with the psychology and entertainment industry. So it looks like they are calling in, which is great. So I'm going to introduce some information about this amazing band. Again, you're going to be listening to Art of Dying tonight. You can check them out on iTunes. Go to artofdyingmusic.com, and that's the word art, A-R-T-O-F-D-Y-I-N-G.com. They're just doing so amazing right now. They're blowing up everywhere. I'm a huge fan of Sirius XM uh, satellite radio and especially the Octane Station, and that is where I was first introduced to Art of Dying. It was probably a year and a half ago, maybe a little longer ago. Um, I tuned in, and I heard their uh, first hit single that had hit the airwaves called uh, Die Trying, and immediately I was hooked, and I had to look this band up and find out more about who they are. 
So I'm just so honored to have them on the show tonight to promote them and uh, support these guys because they are just extremely talented musicians. They've worked really hard. And I think that's one of the things that's just really, to me, really I can empathize with and hits home is that, and Johnny will talk about this tonight, is just the band really looks a lot into optimism and persistence and being perseverant. Um, They talk about how their music, you know, it is aggressive, but they really wanted to bring forward a different concept and a different message throughout their music, focusing on this this idea of being positive and optimistic. And I think that definitely rings through in their music. Their album is unbelievable. Um, I've been listening to it practically every day since I got it. And uh, we're going to hear tonight uh, Die Trying, Get Through This, as well as their new hit single, which is uh, hitting the airwaves now called Sorry. And personally, one of my favorites is uh, Completely, even though I love every song on the album, but I really love the song Completely, too. So, all right, let me tell you a little bit else about them, and then I'm going to bring him on. So uh, Art of Dying, they are uh, from Canada. And um, we're going to talk tonight about some of the experiences they've had as a band, um, some of the struggles they've encountered along the way. Uh, Like I said, we're going to hear some of their hit singles, which are getting major attention right now, and also just hear about their story. And that's what I really want them to be able to convey tonight is, you know, not just the fact that they're amazing musicians, but they've had such an interesting story. And if you read their bio, I was just... Each paragraph I read, I was more captivated how, um, for example, uh, Disturbed, they caught the attention of uh, the band Disturbed, and that's kind of how they started to really get their music out there. So we're going to talk about that tonight, as well as the Avalanche Tour, which is going to be coming up, and they're going to be on tour with Stone Sour, Theory of a Dead Man, and Hailstorm. Okay, so let's bring Johnny on and uh, get this interview going. Hey, Johnny, how are you? Hello? Hi. Hey, how are you? Hey, good. Is this Carrie? Yes, this is. Hey, how are you? Good, good. Welcome to the show. I'm really excited and honored to uh, have you on tonight uh, supporting and promoting your band. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, and I want you to also just feel free to, you know, you can interrupt me at any point. If you want to, you know, push the interview in a different direction, I'm very flexible and open-minded like that. So, you know, whatever you want to talk about, I have some stuff prepared. Um, I did my homework and my research on you guys. But, again, feel free to, uh, you know, guide me, too, in terms of what you want to talk about tonight. Cool. Thanks. All right. Cool. So, um, yeah, I figured let's let's start out kind of talking with a story and Tell us a little bit about what it was like growing up in Canada, um, how you became interested in music, and give us some information on your uh, your background. Yeah, you know, I grew up in uh, the Canadian prairies, which is, um, you know, a small town kind of atmosphere, surrounded by a lot of farms in uh, a province called Alberta, which is just above Montana. So okay. I kind of, you know, I grew up in that kind of setting and just... Um, got really interested in music right away with my family being very musical and having a piano in the house and a guitar in the house and uh yeah slowly just started ever since I can remember I just started writing you know when I when I was always interested in words and um being creative and I just uh every time I had an instrument around I would just write like crazy so that eventually very led cool. to uh yeah eventually led to me playing with some other people and you know, above a, 
uh, diesel garage in in, uh, in our small town, and eventually I just knew I had to get to a bigger city. And uh, Vancouver had always been um, just a place that I, since the first time I was there as a small kid, I, I just loved the ocean and the mountains and the whole vibe of the place. And I knew other musicians and other artists were out here, so I just uh, I made a goal to you know make my home Vancouver, and that's where I live to this day. So it's been really cool. Nice. Very cool. Who in your family specifically, if you don't mind sharing, was, is there anyone that's really involved in the industry at a level like you are at now, or was it just people who, you know, enjoy playing music? You know what? Both of my parents um, are, were United Church ministers. So okay. I grew up in, yeah, I grew up in a, and they're both very musical. So my mom would, at the piano and play songs. My dad grew up in the same kind of um, family where the whole family at Christmas and, and any holiday basically would just sit around the piano and sing together. And uh, um, Interesting. Yeah, my dad was uh, a big kind of um, into acting and uh, a lot of musicals as I grew up, so I was always watching you know, my dad on stage doing his thing and I guess, you know, just even growing up in a spiritual or religious family was kind of cool, too, just to, you know, on Sundays I'd see my dad at the front of the church doing the thing and or my mom, and it was just kind of, um, I guess, drew me to the stage. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, that, that's a really interesting piece of information about you because I would have never have guessed that, you know what I mean, just looking at how you know, your presentation and your rock, you know what I mean, just in terms of how you appear and stuff. So that's really interesting. Really interesting. Oh. Just to di- just to digress for a minute, did you ever have any ideas or any interest of getting involved in acting? Because you said that they were very, uh, you know, involved in that type of stuff. You know, I did. When I first moved to Vancouver, um, I was kind of interested. A lot of films were, were being made here and a lot of TV shows. So I was mm-hmm. kind of just borderline interested in it, but I never it, – it, didn't compare to music at all to me. It was, was never something that I wanted to devote my life to, you know, or right. something I felt. I, I had an interest, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't deep within me. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. So let's talk a little bit about them getting into the music in terms of what types of bands were you influenced by growing up. I know you mentioned alternative rock, and we'd like for you to share with the audience specifically, you know, some names of bands that that you were drawn to. Sure, um, you know Pearl Jam and uh, Nirvana, mm-hmm. um, Alice in Chains, Stone Temple Pilots, uh, Soundgarden, basically the the whole nice. '90s um, alternative scene just took off, like changed everything for me. I, I, I for the first time in my life, you know, I heard real people singing real music about real things and just uh there was an emotional level that I'd never experienced before and I, I just it just blew me away and I, those guys all became my instant heroes and and I to this day you know it, it's never become uh like a, an old thing to me or a retro thing to me it's always I'll I'll crank Pearl Jam 10 or uh right right never mind as loud today as back then, and it was just, um, I don't know. It, it, when you connect with something like that on that level, I think you just have to embrace it and uh, 
and that's exactly ever since I've heard it, I've never let go of that feeling. And and I went and watched those bands live, and it was just an amazing experience as well. And I think that really the guys in Notre Dame, we all we all feel the same about that generation of music where it was just undeniably uh, raw and real and good. Yeah. And you know, there's something going on between those bands and their audience that connects them and I think with our live show we really long for that connection as well you know where where we're not just performing or there to be on a pedestal or you know I mean we're not we're not there for our own gratification as much as we are for the gratification of everyone there and and right you know kind of a togetherness feeling with the crowd rather than a um you know uh I don't know. Like us. Right. It's I not guess. just about yourselves being this narcissistic band that needs to, you know, get their ego filled, like you said. I think it, and I've read that a lot about you guys in different interviews and especially in your bio and stuff. I mean, I think that's so important and relevant today, as you mentioned. It's, it's about the fans. And, you know, a lot of bands don't really appreciate that. Sometimes they wouldn't even be as far as they are in their careers without the fans and the support that they get. So I think that's such an awesome like concept that you guys convey uh, to your fans exactly. and to everyone yeah. who listens to you. And and really it's about the experience because, you know, you walk away as a band or a person in the audience or a fan, you walk away feeling something important, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that to me is, I want to walk away from every Art of Dying show feeling like there there was an exchange, there was something that happened that, that changed me, that made me better, or, you know, like, mm-hmm. not just, we rocked, you know what I mean? Like, it's great to rock, it's great to have fun, it's <laughs> right. great to feel like you had a great show, but if everyone in the room um, didn't kind of have an energy along with that, then it, it's kind of for nothing. Right, right. And although I've never, unfortunately, seen Pearl Jam Live or any of those bands, and I definitely have to see you guys one of these days, and hopefully you'll make your way somewhere into New Jersey, because that's where I'm from, um, I can definitely, and I you know, definitely take this as a compliment, I can definitely see how those bands are influences of yours, because each of your songs just conveys you know, such a great message in, in different ways. And I think that's so important today, and I think you know, the scene has lost a lot of that. You see a lot of cookie-cutter bands out there. Um, you know, you see a lot of bands that have to sound a certain way in order to make it, and, but I think you guys really have your own niche, and it's just wonderful what you guys are doing. It's really great stuff. Oh, thank you, Carrie. You know, yeah. it's something we pride, pride ourselves on for sure is, you know, we write our own music, and we, we're we just five guys playing our own stuff, and, and we don't, um, you know, we don't, fall into a lot of, you know, we don't give into a lot of pressures that are out there. We just, we play our show the way we want to do it and we write our albums the way we want to so far. And it's just been a great experience that way. And I think actually, um, I think we're coming to New Jersey with Shinedown in April. Really? Okay. Pretty, pretty sure. I know we're spending most of April and May on, uh, a tour called the Avalanche Tour, which is uh, Shine Down, right. Adel- Adelita's Way, and ourselves. And uh, I'm pretty sure I saw an Atlantic City date on there. Oh, cool. All right, I'll have to definitely check that out. I'll have to see where you guys yeah. And is that also, <laughs> if you want to promote it, I mean, we can digress a little. I had my 
you know, my notes set up a certain way, but that's totally fine. This tour is also featuring, as I have seen in your bio, Theory of a Dead Man, correct? Hailstorm? Or is that a different um, one? You know what? I think that's, that is actually the Avalanche tour of last year, 2011. Which oh, we I'm were, sorry. We a, okay. Which is cool because we were on it and we we had a blast. And those bands, um, we all, I think it was the very first Avalanche tour. Okay. And we all got to bond and, and have a great, had a great time together. But this one is, yeah, Shine Down, Adelita's Way, mm-hmm. and us. So it's three bands. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, Adelita's Way is another band that I heard you know, on Sirius XM Radio. So, yeah, good stuff, too. Very cool. That would be great to wear. You guys will fit in well with them. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, re- cool. I'm really looking forward to playing with Shinedown because uh, – Oh, my um, gosh. Actually, I saw them once, and they were amazing live. You guys are going to be awesome with them. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be cool. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You were saying you can't wait to tour with them, and I thought you were going to maybe mention something. No, you know, I've, I've never seen them play yet, but I've heard great things, just like you said, and uh, um, I actually like their music a lot, so, and I, I you know, I, I have a feeling, I know from, um, I, our our friends in Disturbed have uh, taken those guys over to Europe, I think, a few times, or, you know, there's lots of inside information on Shinedown, that they're cool people, cool. And, and that they're awesome lives, so I can't wait to uh, be a part of it. Cool, very cool, congratulations on that. So, um, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about uh, your getting involved in music and how did you, you know, get to the point where you knew that you could make this, you know, as a living in your career because it's just such a struggle for most fans. And I'm sure you, along the way, have had your own, you know, ups and downs and different things you've encountered. So when was that moment that you were like, you know what, I'm just going to, this is what I'm going to do and just put my mind to it and do it? <laughs> I think I'm still having that moment. I'm still waiting for yeah, it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's been uh it's been great. You know, whatever you do in your life, it it seems like if you're meant to do it, it's going it's going to work out and um mm-hmm. there's no better I think personally there's no better way to live your life than making the thing you do the most um your what you love. So, I mean, mm-hmm. for me it was never a question since since day one, um, as a little kid, I, like I remember being in a guidance counselor situation at school, talking about what I wanted to do with my life, and you know, I was like very—I don't know how old I was, maybe 14 or something—and I was just like, right. "I want to—I'm going to sing in a band." And you know, guidance counselor, small town. He's just kind of like, "Well, that's very nice." You know, what if it doesn't work out? You want to have another plan in mind. And I was I I was just not having any of it. I was like, I, I totally remember this moment. So this is probably the moment you're talking about. I was just like, you're not listening to me. I am going to put all of my positive energy into performing in a band, singing in a band, writing songs. That's what I want to do. I'm not going to waste time thinking about a backup plan or what if it doesn't work out. Wow. And, yeah, and I just and honestly, it's it it sounds simple. I, you know, I think I wish everyone had that plan in mind of just like here's what I'm going to do, and nothing's going to stop me, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. And it does sound simple, but believe me, there's years and years between then and now oh, where right. you know you're you run into major obstacles, you run into major uh, just you know it's it's hard. 
So you got to be got to make sure you love it, or else it's not worth it. Right. Right, and I'm sure, like you said, it does sound simpler than it is, and I'm sure along the way in terms of the game plan that you had set out and stuff and some of the obstacles that you encountered, I mean, was there ever a time, because I've, you know, I've been fortunate and have had the opportunity to interview some really great bands such as yours from, you know, Sirius Octane Radio, you know, was there a moment where it was just such an uphill battle? I mean, I interviewed people who said, you know, look, me, it took me 12 years to get to where I am now. Was it just for you personally, not that it was easier, but just, I don't even know how to describe it. It's too surreal to try to even, you know, put all the pieces together. But was there ever a moment when you said, I don't know if this is going to happen or I'm just going to accept that I might not get to the level I want to be at? Um, Yeah, you know, you have those moments, but it's more of a fleeting thing that just kind of, everyone has doubts about everything. You know, I'm fortunate to have, um, Greg in the band, who's just my, you know, best friend, and we've gone through so much together. Where if one of us was feeling like, uh, you know, what are we doing, then the other one would kind of be there to help out. And we we both have you know supportive people in our lives that are just like don't, you know, don't let you ever get too far down that rabbit hole. So right. um, yeah, I think again if you uh, if you really believe in it, if it's really in your heart, then you'll get through those moments, no problem. So it just has to be solid within you. Cool. Well, thanks. Very cool. So why don't we uh, let's get ready to play your first hit single, the one that I heard called "Die Trying," and tell us a little bit about you know how you came up with the name of the band. I know it's in your bio, but I don't want to give everything away. I want you to share it, you know, with the audience. Um, so yeah, how'd you come up with the the title for the band? It, it's funny that you could have asked that um, like ten minutes ago, and we could have had the exact same conversation because that's <laughs> really what it's all about. Is that you know, it's about um, realizing that life is uh, not going to go on forever, and realizing mm-hmm. that we're all kind of on a path to death from the moment we're born. And uh, really, the art of dying is kind of what you do while you're here. So you have this opportunity of, and the the great kind of weird twist is obviously you never know when you're going to leave this world. So it's kind of like do it now, you know, you have to, you have to live every day with a certain, um, I don't know, with a certain positivity or a certain enthusiasm that makes each day important. So the guys in the band, we all feel like that's kind of our creed or, you know, our code or whatever, where we're all very much in tune like that. And that's what makes us such a solid, um, solid band is that it's an unspoken bond. It's just, that's the way we all, you know, every time we pour a Guinness or, or pass around a bottle of Jack, we, we're all thinking that exact same thing that, you know, we're fortunate to be here and let's not waste, any time, um, right? You know, so art of dying just came from that. It's really about living and following your dream, and that's kind of segues nicely into die trying because you know that's um, that's really been our our mm-hmm. theme song as a band. It's like no matter how hard it is, no matter what the struggle is, let's never give up. Let's 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 go for it. So that's where die trying came from. 
Very cool. And I think just to kind of piggyback on what you said, and it just kind of gave me a pit in my stomach because uh, just personally for me, Johnny, too, I think, you know, as you as you continue to grow as a person, and I always want to develop myself, whether it's with my psychology or my music or the radio show, sometimes I do question and get very existential, as you could say, with, you know, kind of what is the meaning of all this and why are we here? And I think you're conveying that where you're saying the art of dying is that you have to live every day to the fullest because you don't know uh, when it's going to be your last. And I hate to think about that stuff because you can get really crazy with it, but, I yeah, I can appreciate what you're saying. Totally. So, yeah. I think it's important right. to, to know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, very cool message and concept. So uh, what we're going to do now is I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to uh, check out Die Trying. And right before we go into that, I'm just going to do a quick commercial break for a promotion for the radio show. Awesome. All right. Cool. Break it loud. Right, hold on. Break it loud. I will. <laughs> hold on a second. All right, everyone, again, you're listening to Johnny, the lead singer of Art of Dying on The Carrie Edelman Show. Be sure to check them out at artofdyingmusic.com. We're going to check out a quick commercial by Zero by One Sound Studio. It's an amazing studio that uh, is out of South Jersey. So let's check this out, and then we will go right into the hit single from Art of Dying, Die Trying. Zero by One Sound, South Jersey's premier recording and audio production studio, featuring award-winning engineers, state-of-the-art gear, and spacious tracking rooms. Zero by One Sound offers musicians of any genre an exciting and professional recording environment. Call us now at 856-396-7672 to discuss your project and take a tour of the studio. Or visit us on the web at 0x1sound.com.
All right, everyone, welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. Again, that was the hit single, Die Trying, off of Art of Dying's new album right now that they have out called Vices and Virtues. And please be sure to pick up a copy on iTunes. Go to their website at artofdyingmusic.com. All right, welcome back, Johnny. Hey. Okay, hey, awesome. Awesome single. Can't get enough of it. You know, it's funny, a lot of people ask me, do you get tired of hearing your own songs? And I never get tired of it. I love it. I just oh, listen to the whole crazy. thing. I'm just rocking out as hard as you are, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I used to hear, I remember when I was recording uh, some music in the past, they would say, when you start to get sick of it, that that's when you know you know it well enough to start recording it. But that's great to hear you don't get sick of it. So that's awesome. Not yet. Not yet. I hope that's... that never happens. Yeah, that's that's great. That shows you how passionate you are about it and, and how meaningful it is to you. Just a uh, real quick question. Do you, do you ever have any vocal lessons? Or, I mean, your voice is amazing. I've had a few, actually. Um, I, I had a couple when I was younger, and uh, I had a, a couple this year. And the absolute, I have to drop the plug because she's just the best in the world. Her name is Melissa Cross. Okay. Uh, she has a DVD package, I think, called The Zen of Screaming. It's quite, I think it's pretty well known out there but from a bunch of different singers. And, wow. I mean, she wow. changed the way I think about singing. I, there's no way to really describe it in a conversation. But mm-hmm. uh, it, just amazing. And actually, yeah, I really love uh, my experience with Melissa. It's awesome. Very cool. But it looks like mostly it's just natural, too, because, I mean, you're saying you've had a handful of, you know, lessons here and there, but it's not like you were formally, you know, trained growing up, are you saying? Yeah, you know, I've always just had a voice. I've always been loud, and I've always kind of (laughs) known how to sing. (laughs) So that came very naturally, and now it's more of, um, it's you know, when you're on the road, and you're doing show after right. show after show, and you're getting very little sleep. And I don't know wow. if you know, but Art of Dying kind of has, well, we enjoy a lot of drinks when we're on the road <laughs> and uh, get into a little bit of trouble here and there. So we, um, okay. you know, you have to have kind of the right training to uh, be able to, uh, I think, survive the, the road. It's really, it's you know, you hear stories about the road, and, and then you're on it, and you're doing it. And it's there's a lot of wear and tear that you're not even thinking about. Even like this is great. Like um, I'm not on the road right now, so I'm doing an interview with you, and I feel great. Normally, I'd be thinking about my voice right now. You know, if I had a show in two hours, I'd be thinking about my voice during an interview and stuff like that. So right. there's a lot of um, things you don't even think about. Like I, you take talking for granted sometimes when you're home and just having fun and. Um, when you're on the road, you have to think every every note, whether it's a word or a you know a note from a song comes out of your mouth. It's like it's important. So, wow. um, yeah. So you really have to. It's just a, a game of um, prolonging yourself and enduring what the road throws at you, and still having great shows every night and being able to hit what you want to hit. I can imagine that could be tough at times. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you for for sharing that. That's yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, you know, I've, so, uh, I've never. Um, I've luck, luckily, I've never I'm really gotten too sick on the road. This year was a little bit of an exception. I was 
we were on this tour called Uproar with um, Avenged Sevenfold and Three Days Grace and Seether and a bunch of bands. And um, I finally got super sick and just tried to muscle through uh, a couple shows with with bronchitis or whatever I had. And that led to complete loss of voice, laryngitis. And so I had to miss two shows, which was I've never had to miss a show in my life. But I just couldn't even, you know, squeak out a right. a, a, a speaking word, and it was just heartbreaking. But so lucky that Adam Gantier from Three Days Grace and Sean from Caesar and um, Brandon, I forget his last name, sorry, Brandon, from uh, a band called Heller High Water, those guys okay. all came out and saved the Art of Dying show, and they covered our songs. Um, they covered my vocals and played with the rest of Art of Dying without me. Oh, my and gosh. I on... <laughs> it was, That's it was crazy. so bittersweet because I stood on the side of the stage and watched and supported them and supported my boys. And, uh, you know, I, uh, every ounce of being in me wanted to be on stage singing, but watching right. Adam and Sean and Brandon sing for me um, was kind of really touching too. So it was, it was very weird emotion, you know, very weird things going on internally when you're watching your own band play without you, but with, with some of your best friends was really cool. Right. Wow. Yeah. That, that You must have mixed emotional feelings about that, but that's so great though, to see the support that you had too, so that they pulled through so your music could still be heard. I mean, that's amazing. Totally. Yeah. I, I can't yeah. thank those guys enough just because, they, you know, they don't have to do that. And, um, probably a lot earlier than they wanted to be singing those days and they have their own shows those days as well and just for them to rise to the occasion just really you know teaches me again about the awesome camaraderie that bands can have on the road Mm -hmm. together and you know I hope someday I'm in a position to help some other band out that I love and just jump up when they need me or whatever that's it's it's a really cool community that's cool. That's really cool because you don't see that a lot, unfortunately, in, in various, you know, parts of the entertainment industry. And, you know, again, my journey is, you know, I'm nowhere near where you are, but I've met some really amazing people along the way. And I always say to me, all the heartaches and all the disappointments I might have had, that outweighs it. If I met, you know, 10 people I can count on my hands that have become close friends and just really supportive people that I can give in return, that to me makes it means the world. So that's really cool that you do have that out there, um, you know, at the level you guys are playing at. So, very cool. So, totally. um, and, you know, it, it kind of reminds me a lot of, actually just um, for Christmas I got the new Pearl Jam 20 book and DVD. I don't know, it's like 20 years since Pearl Jam or something like that, but okay. um, I've been watching the DVD a little bit, and it definitely reminds me of those times when, um you know, Andrew Wood passed away in the Seattle scene, the singer from Mother Love Bone, and Eddie Vedder kind of, in a way, took his place in Pearl Jam, and, you know, to have the support of Chris Cornell from Soundgarden, um, you know, like, Chris Cornell and Andrew Wood were roommates, and then Andrew passed away, it was really hard on him, and, and then for him to embrace Eddie Vedder coming to the scene, and, um basically offer him a you know a singing role on the Temple of the Dog album uh with mm-hmm. Hunger Strike and you know it's just that community, those musicians, that's really what to me it's all always been about. And mm-hmm. this this um 
you know, having the guys for three days Christmas either and, and hell or high water help us out. It was just like kind of reminded me of all that, you know, and it's just so, so awesome to see a community of supportive people come together in any field, you know, it's like, exactly. That, that is yep. what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever just on, on the flip side and not to be, you know, negative or, um, you know, not positive, have you ever had experiences where, you know, people tried to take advantage of you or, you know, you were so nice to someone and in return you just kind of got bit in the back? I mean, had anything like that ever happened? Not with bands, you know. Like, wow. there's definitely been <laughs> along the way there's been different, you know, facets of the industry where you can tell this, this person isn't legit or this person wants something right. from you that's weird or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think I've been fortunate to to that's kind of great. be around other bands and musicians that are pretty cool. Wow, that's that's a rare thing to hear. That's really cool to hear, though. It's really cool. Cool. All right. So here's the question I have. Let's talk a little bit about when you guys, you know, started to get recognition and hit it big, and then we're gonna uh, check out another one of your songs in a couple of minutes. What I thought was so interesting as I'm reading your bio, because again, I didn't know the story with. Uh, What's his name? Dan. How do you pronounce his last name from uh, Disturbed? Dan Donegan? Dan Donegan. Yeah, exactly. Donegan. Okay, Donegan. Um, so as I'm reading your bio, I mean, to me, it just, like, struck me when I was reading and you're, you're talking about how, you know, your music had gotten the attention of the guitarist from Disturbed, Dan Donegan, and, uh, you know, he basically wanted to talk with you, and he did talk with you, but then you didn't hear from him for, like, another year. And I was kind of, you know, again, with my psychology background and everything, I was thinking, you know, was that kind of a test in a way for you? Because they call you, he's expressing all this interest, and then you keep pursuing what you're doing, but you don't hear back from him for another year. Did you think of reaching out to him? What was going on in your mind when, when it took all that time before they actually got back to you? Uh, you know, it's funny because when Dan and I first talked on the phone and spoke, it was such a cool conversation about mm-hmm. music, uh, music industry, influences, and working hard. And, you know, he had a lot of great things to say about what he was noticing. Like, we were – back then, we had no no label. We were just running everything ourselves, completely right. independent. We had a good friend of ours, Brian Thompson from Vancouver, who uh, was just helping out wherever he could and um, – Together, we just went to England twice and, you know, opened these amazing shows and and begged, borrowed, and stole to get wherever we could. And Dan right. really noticed all that stuff. So he just had some really awesome things to say, like, how the hell are you guys doing all this stuff? It's weird. <laughs> right. And, you know, I think he caught on to the fact that we're, that we're big dreamers and, and that we're never going to say no to an opportunity and... and as soon as something comes up that's that looks like it can be a good thing for the band, we're gonna stick our teeth in and just grab hold and follow up. And he was really impressed by that. And when that call ended, you know, there was no promise of anything and no real right. in, like like I had no I, I just thought, hey, this guy's this guy's a good awesome guitar player in a kick ass band. Um, that's it. And he you know, we connected more like friends than anything else. And I never expected to really hear from him again outside of 
you know, we kind of ended the call where he said, you know, if I can ever help you guys out, um, I'll do my best. And I was like, well, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. And nice talking to you. And that was it. But that's, so, if I can just interject for a minute, that's interesting because that's what I read from the bio was that he, he seemed really interested and potentially invested in helping you guys out. But then it kind of, the ball kind of seemed to drop. And I didn't know if on your end you felt like, you know what, I don't want to, you know, I don't want I don't want to test the waters too much and like potentially push this guy away by asking for anything. So how do you find that happy medium where there is a potential like, you know, fishing line out there but you don't really know when to bite it? You know, I, I think the answer is within yourself. It's um if you don't need anything from anyone, then mm-hmm. then you really don't need anything from them. And that's kinda of where I was at that point in my life and, and as a band we were we were doing really well. We were doing just fine, actually. Every every show okay. we did was better. Every um, every tour we did was better. I mean, there was rough tours, and there was it wasn't just like this grand, like oh, we're you know skipping rocks and having fun. It was it was hard work, but right. Um, he didn't come to us and say, "Hey, I can help you." I'm thinking about helping you out. It wasn't like that. It was more like okay. I'm in a cool band. I notice you guys are doing something very cool, and if I can ever, if I can ever throw you a bone, I'll, I'll try. And I was like, cool. "Thank okay. you, really appreciate that." So I wasn't really expecting to maybe ever hear from Dan again outside of, um, you know, a, a Christmas card or something, just saying, "Hey, what's up?" But right, right, I right. I didn't really know. I, I had zero expectations. Long story short, and when that phone rang again. Um, it was literally Dan a year later saying, I think I have an opportunity for you guys. And I was like, nice. cool, what is it? And actually, he didn't even want to talk about it. He was like, I think you should uh, have your manager call my manager because it's kind of a business thing. And, and I, you know, we were kind of self-managed at the time. So I'm like, well, you're talking to the manager. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, right. <laughs> so just tell me, what is it? What is it? And he's like, well, we're right. on this tour. Um, and we'd like you guys to open, and that was it. We were just like, oh, we're so there, we're in, you know. Nice. And we had toured enough at that point to know what that meant for a Canadian band to come and tour in the U.S. with a band like that. You know, we knew the hoops we'd have to jump through and kind of how much it was going to cost, and we knew that, A, we probably didn't ha- have any near <laughs> close enough <laughs> money to come and tour like you never do, right? And that's when when something's offered, you can kind of make it happen somehow. You just you just you always I don't know, I've always had the experience where if there's a goal in mind, you can kind of scrape something together and make it happen. So that's mm-hmm. exactly what we did and and we just went on tour with those guys and um it was I think it was 10 or 12 shows in the northeast in the United States and we had no idea, zero clue, that that Dan and David from Disturbed were actually owners of a record label that had never right. signed the band. We had no idea, and didn't even cross my mind. In fact, we had other labels coming out to see us on that tour that we had arranged ourselves. Like, wow. you know, I was just always networking, and and I remember going up to Dan, and I was like. Hey man, we're we're showcasing for this label tonight backstage before the show. We're gonna 
play a couple acoustic songs. You know, you should come check it out. It's going to be fun. And, you know, in the back of his mind, he was probably thinking, damn, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I, I have a label. That's why you're here, but I haven't told you yet. <laughs> uh, so wow. it's pretty funny at the end where, uh, we, you know, we after that tour ended, we uh, we flew back out to Chicago and went out with Dan and, and David and, and a bunch of people, and they basically uh, said they wanted to sign us to their imprint, and we were just like really thrilled and really, uh, I don't know, the whole thing just fell into place, and I know those guys planned for years. Um, they, they really wanted to find a band that, that had the right work ethic and had the right music, mm-hmm. and... It, I think it was the first, like, I think they had the label for seven or eight years. Wow. And they anyone. So it was kind of like this, you know, what it, is it even a label yet? It's just, it's an imprint. What are we going to do? And they couldn't find the right thing. And, and we were the right thing. So I feel that's pretty fortunate that it all fell in place. Yeah. yeah. No, cool. that, that's an amazing story. Really cool story. And I'm sure, you know, along the way you probably had other, like you said, labels looking at you. Did you have any, because they were an independent label, correct? Because it was going to be the first, you were going to be the first band that they were signing. That's right. So did you have any, just out of curiosity, any other major quote-unquote labels that you could have potentially went to, but you said, no, we're going to go with these guys? Uh, You know, I think we could have shopped ourselves around or whatever. I think we could have, we had a lot of contacts and... I don't know. I, I, it's hard to know. I, I think when you meet the right people, mm-hmm. then you really have to, you know, combine what your business sense is telling you to do and combine what your heart is telling you what to do. And exactly. know that, yeah, it's like. I Hello? Are you there, Johnny? I think the phone might have went out. Um, all right. Let's have him call back in. Why don't we do that? And we'll play one of his songs right now just to, uh, let me see. Let me put him on hold and try to get him on again. Are you there, Johnny? Okay. All right, let's do this. Let's check out. He's going to have to call back in probably to reconnect to the uh, to the station and the switchboard. Let's check out his hit single called Get Through This. It's uh, another single off of their album right now, Vices and Virtues. Please pick up a copy of their album today. Go to iTunes. Go to artofdyingmusic.com. So let's check out Get Through This, currently heard on Sirius XM Satellite Radio in the top ten.
everyone welcome back to the Carrie Edelman show and we will be bringing Johnny back on in a moment again that was their hit single get through this uh, by art of dying the band that you are listening tonight and the single is currently heard majorly on Sirius XM's octane station it is constantly in the top 10 I think it might have even been number one or number two a few weeks ago when I was uh, listening to it on the radio so please, again, check out their album, Vices and Virtues. I'm sure it is all over the Internet. Go to iTunes and check them out at artofdyingmusic.com. Sorry about that. It's been a long day. Okay. All right. You there, Johnny? Hello? Maybe for some reason it looks like he might have. I'm not sure what happened. Um Are you there, Johnny? Okay. I'm not sure what happened. It looks like I know he was being uh, connected to my station through another number. Um, It looks like for some reason he is, oh, he's trying to say, okay, hold on, everyone. He wants me to call him, but unfortunately he has to call me. Uh, Let me send him a message. Sorry about this, guys, but this is definitely an interesting show. We always like to keep it entertaining. Okay, so we are going to have him call in. I just sent him the number. Um, Again, thank you so much, everyone, in the chat room right now. we got tons of guests listening in. If you did tune in late for some reason, the podcast for the show will be available uh, within a few minutes after it is over. And uh, the awesome thing about this station is you can download the podcast, you can stream it, so and it'll be there indefinitely. So please share it with your friends. Tell everyone about this interview. He's been such an amazing guest and the stories that he's had to share with us in terms of the band and how they've made it to uh, where they are today is just unbelievable. Um, so let's again just uh, reach out to Johnny. We're going to send him again another number to uh, call in. Okay, so let's see if he is back in the switchboard yet. Hopefully he will be. Um, All right. Why don't we do this, everyone? Let's play their other hit single, which is currently hitting the airwaves right now. It is called Sorry. It's an amazing song. It's a little bit of a, a slower song compared to the other two that we played, and I think that's one of the main things that I personally 
love about their album is the dynamics. Um, we could say that it has a lot of crossover potential in terms of the music being able to be played on hard rock stations all the way to, uh, you know, modern uh, top 40 stations. So let's check out their hit single, Sorry, again, off of their album, Virtues, Vices and Virtues, um, which you can check out on iTunes.
All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. Unfortunately, um, both unfortunately and fortunately, unfortunately the the bad news is that um, Johnny's line has been dropped and he is unable to call in at this time again. But the good news is that uh, I communicated with him through email and we are going to set up another interview for him to continue it. So we're going to uh, keep the audience longing for more. His story is amazing. His journey is unbelievable. Um, This band is so talented, and there's going to be many great things to continue happening with this band. So let's keep it open-ended, and we're going to bring him back on in the near future. So again, please check out the podcast after the show is over. You can hear about his journey, which we will continue to talk about on the next show. Also, check them out on the upcoming Avalanche Tour. They're going to be touring with Shinedown as well as Adelita's Way. And please pick up a copy of their album, Vices and Virtues. It's an amazing album. Personally, I love every song on it. Another favorite of mine, too, is Completely. And it's an amazing track on the album, too. So uh, let's continue to support this band. Check them out at artofdyingmusic.com. And, um, yeah, if anyone tuned in a little late to the show, the podcast will be available as soon as it's over. Thanks again, everyone, for your support tonight. If anyone is interested in becoming a guest on The Carrie Edelman Show, you can search The Carrie Edelman Show on Facebook. You can also find me on my uh, formal website, with the official website, which is carrieedelman.com, as well as I have two personal pages on Facebook, my um, music page, which is under Carrie Edelman, and you can follow me on Twitter at Carrie Edelman. Love supporting everyone out there. I appreciate all the support that I'm getting in return. And we are going to close the show with one of the uh, hit singles off of my album. It is the title track. It's called Leave It All Behind. And if anyone's interested in the music, you can uh, search for it on Amazon Music, iTunes, and all other major digital sites. Thanks so much, everyone, again, for tuning in tonight. Check out the podcast for Art of Dying, amazing band, and check them out at artofdyingmusic.com. <laughs> 